welcome back, Living Hope Church. This is episode 24 of Stepping Stones, Practical Conversations on Relationship Evangelism. Please note that this week's episode contains some conversations that may be sensitive to the ears of our young listeners. Discretion is advised. My name is Brian Krug, and I will be hosting this week's episode. With me is Chris Rep. So, Chris, uh, welcome again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, welcome back, Brian. I, I uh, like when we do this. Did, did I give you a normal, like, uh, five hours of notice that you're going to host? Oh, uh, you're getting yesterday? shorter and shorter. Am I? Oh, shoot. <laughs> We're down to all about right. five minutes. <laughs> all right. I, I think you like a challenge. So yeah, it's all good. Okay, it's all good, good, good. Thank you for doing this. Sure. Yeah, this one um, was is a evangelistic story that I think ties to the world events related to Israel and the war that's going on. Um, and it, it is a co-worker of mine. Um, I'm going to read something from him, and I told him I wouldn't use his name, so I, I won't. But he's Jewish, um, and he and I work together on a pretty regular basis. And when all this started, you know, like everybody, we're watching these horrible events unfold, and your heart, my heart's going out to them. And I knew somebody, you know, I knew a person who is who's, is uh, significantly tied to the Jewish community, and I just wanted to reach out to him and um, tell him I was thinking about him and praying for him. And um, so I sent him a text. Uh, we text regularly about work-related stuff and um, told him I was praying for him and thinking about him. And he was really grateful and responded with that. Uh, but then several days later, he actually emailed uh, a group of us, I think five or six of other, uh, the other, some of the other emails looked familiar to me as other people that he works with, that, I, that we both work with on upholstery-related stuff. And he wrote us a, a, a letter about how he's feeling about what's going on in this Arab-Israeli um, you know, conflict. And um, I was touched by it. I think it's, it's uh, personal. It's meaningful to him. Um, you know, I didn't like fact check all these details, but I, I'm going to, I asked him if I could read it to my church, um, partially because I want him to know I'm a Christian and that we're, you know, as right. Christians, we care about him. And I, I think sometimes Jewish people can have had bad experiences with Christians and think they're against them or something. And I just wanted him to know as a person um, that we care and we're praying. So in response to that, again, he, he sent us this letter sharing his heart. And I was like, can I share that with my church? And he said, absolutely. So I'm going to read this. Um, and then I think I'm going to just sort of summarize how I think... Um, Focusing on the gospel can help us through such a time like this that that can be so polarizing and difficult, and then hopefully get some feedback from you, Brian, on on it. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so this is what he wrote, and this was the 16th, which I guess was a week and a couple days after the original event happened where Hamas came in and did some terrible things. Um, All right, my dear friends, uh, many of you have reached out to see how I am since the horrors of the situation in the Middle East. I appreciate your kind, kind words, your caring, and your support. To be truthful, I am not okay, and your Jewish friends are not okay. We are trying to continue our daily activities. We are constantly reminded by the media of people being murdered and raped and tortured and abducted, 
And then those that were murdered paraded through the streets of Gaza as these subhuman beings are celebrated pictures of dozens of babies beheaded, families of five embracing. They are murdered in their homes. We are horrified by this, and I am certain you are, and the world is also. This is exactly what Hitler did to 20 million, including 6 million Jews. Some background as you can Google to confirm. Look at the United Resolutions uh, 181, passed by the UN in 1947, called for the partition of Palestine into Arab and Jewish states. This was rejected by the Arab community and immediately led to violence. Then in 1948, the UN formed a committee with the members of 11 countries, and two proposals were delivered. They recommended two separate states, joined economically, made up of Jewish and Palestinian areas. The Arabs opposed the proposals. Look at the language, and you can make your own decision. Israel gave Gaza, the Gaza Strip to Palestinians. They destroyed everything the Jews built. Look it up yourself. They've never missed an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Uh, Hamas took over Gaza in 2006 and had elections, no elections since, and Jews are heartbroken when innocent people die, all innocent people. Hamas, in, in this friend of mine's opinion, wants to kill every Jew in the world. Google their speeches. I will paraphrase. We love death as much as the Jews love life. With our dying, we are martyrs. Golda Meir said, We can forgive the Arabs for killing our children, but we cannot forgive them for forcing us to kill their children. We will only have peace with the Arabs when they love their children more than they hate us. Hamas does not want a two-state solution. They do not want peace. They do not want Jews and Palestinians living side by side. I have been to Israel in the Arab markets, and they want what you want, to live in peace and provide for their children. But Hamas wants Jews to be wiped off the face of the earth. So my friends, I appreciate your love, your kindness, your concern. I really do, but I am not okay. So that's the end of the letter. Again, I can't you know, speak for every fact that he mentions there, but I hope we can hear in the spirit of friendship and um, heartfelt pain that, that he is sharing with me as, as just a guy that... It's basically a co-worker of his, but just reached out in friendship and compassion. Um, and at, when he sent me this letter, um, obviously I took it as him deepening the relationship. And then I, in turn, responded back to him with several, um, uh, well, well with, with my concern and, and thanks that he would share his heart. But then I also sent him several uh, scriptures from the Old Testament that have helped me in really difficult times. Because I think the Old Testament just like doesn't pull punches. It right. really tends to um, admit the hardship of life. There's just, I think it was uh, Psalm 51 where David talks about being broken in spirit and um, the the struggle that, that God would meet him in that struggle. I send him something in Lamentations about how broken the people are, um, but that they still have hope that God would mm -hmm. help them. You know, and I, I was being purposeful in that I was pointing to his book, you know, the Old Testament is the Jewish scriptures, right. but there were also scriptures that if 
he would respond to that, I can say, you know, more about those and how Jesus fulfills those. I didn't feel like it was quite the right time yet to be like, move straight to Jesus, but to give him some scripture as an encouragement and appreciation, and um, hopefully continue the conversation from there, uh, letting him know we're praying and all that. Um, and yeah, I just I just wanted to share this interaction with this guy. Um, and there, uh, there was another interaction last night at our life group. A girl in the life group mentioned that a friend of hers is Jewish and is like living scared, like mm-hmm. really facing a lot of fears that that Jewish people are being targeted and facing um, struggles. And I'm sure there's, um, you know, Palestinian or uh, Muslim people that are the same way, just trying to live a normal life and and are fearing, you know, the reaction of the other group of people. Right. So I guess what I wanted to talk about and communicate to Living Hope and to just kind of flesh out a little bit was that I think the gospel gives us this place to be above the fray a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. Because you can get, like, the fire hose going and watching news 24-7 on this and just get more and more scared about what's happening. Or look at it like who's right and who's wrong and get more and more confused as to who's exactly right and who's wrong. And those are the that's really all the world has, right? Is to figure out the good guys and the bad guys and take sides and do all this. But as a Christian... If I care for the individuals behind these disagreements and these issues, then we have the opportunity to love people where they are, you know. Right. And that's what really happened in this case with with this coworker of mine. I don't have to um, affirm everything he's saying about, um, you know, the conflict and who's right and who's wrong. But I can love him mm-hmm. because God tells me to love him, right? And right. so anyway, I just thought sharing this and pointing to the fact that we can reach out to people with the love of Christ still gives us hope and purpose even in a situation that seems like maybe there's no solution or it's just going to get worse and um, hope that that would that would be something to encourage living hope to to be evangelistic as a way to fight kind of the hopelessness of this situation Um, Yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking I wanted to share, and I was curious your thoughts on the whole thing and where, where you see the gospel fitting in, Brian. Yeah, so, I mean, I've been following it since, I guess, you know, since the 7th. Um, and to be honest, I didn't even, I mean, I've heard of Gaza, but didn't really mm. know where it was. So now I'm, you right. know, I pretty much uh, have educated myself geographically of right. the, you know, position of everything. And, and honestly, it's a scary thing. It's, it's you know... Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, and you know, throughout the old, even throughout the Old Testament, I mean, Israel has been under attack many, many times. Yeah, and it's just it seems you know. So you know, you can look at it one way to where this is no different than any other time. Mm. Um, in our you know uh, near history, you know, in our lives. Right. This is probably the worst we've seen. Mm. Um, at least I don't remember. I mean, I, you know, I, I've heard of other uh, other conflicts and you know things 
in the Middle East that involved Israel. Yeah. Um, and even in your history books, in 1947, that was... Right. Um, and, of course, the Holocaust and all that. I mean, that was that was horrible. Yeah. Um, but in my lifetime, you know, this is probably the worst that I've seen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of opening a lot of people's eyes, you know, Jewish... Uh, and 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 secular and everybody right. else, even Christians. I mean, people are, you know, looking towards thinking that this is the second coming. You know, yeah. Some people thinking that it's you know World War Three. Some that you know nuclear holocaust. You know? Right. So there's the, like you Not said, there's fear. this whole plethora mm. of different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and social media is making it worse because anybody right. and anybody can get on there and, and yeah. So it, it makes it, you know, more difficult for, I, I mean, I can look at it in one side or the other. It can make it more difficult to evangelize mm. to, uh, you know, our Jewish, our Jewish brothers mm. or who, whomever, Palestinians. Right. Hamas even, like you, right. know, yeah. you said earlier, God you know, uh, um, and I, I can see, you know, and then on the other side, I could see it, people, their hearts are softer because yeah. it's you know fear-based you know and you know right the, and I, I can't remember what episode it was but we were talking about evangelizing to someone who is you know like a catholic or somebody who is pretty solid in their faith and mm. how how more difficult that is mm. um just because they have a a a foundation of something right that you've got to break through that right versus somebody who really doesn't know a lot about, you know, um, God and Jesus and the Bible, you know, right. uh, they're a little easier to, to talk to, yeah, or yeah. to, but you know, somebody who's, you know, kind of devout in their faith mm. and, and, and the Jewish community, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, they're, um, I mean, they range, I'm sure they range you know, right. from your, you know, they attend, synagogue once a year, once a year yeah. and then you have your devout orthodox right you know, so you have that whole range mm-hmm. um so uh yeah so i mean i can see both both ways but i think this is this is an interesting time yeah that um that it actually i think it would open up a lot of opportunities because there's been a lot of talk on mm. of god Right and uh, right. and be prepared. I mean, I've, I've been hearing that you know over and over again. Of course, mm-hmm. no one knows the day or the time. You know, right? Um, yeah. So you know, our, our Jewish friends. You know, I, I see this as an opportunity to to you know evangelize to them. And yeah. One of the one of the opportunity. One of the the I think the one thing that's on our side is we both share half the Bible. Right. You know? So yep. we know the history. Um, mm-hmm. We know that the Old Testament points to Christ, and mm-hmm. I think that's our avenue. If if we can show them, they already believe in the. They, they already know the Old Testament. Right. Um, they know the stories. They know uh, the law. Right. Um, what they don't realize is from. Uh, Throughout the entire Old Testament, everything points to Christ. Mm, yeah, and I think you know, like if I, if I were to, uh, and I haven't really thought about this until we had talked about doing this podcast. About, yeah, you know, how would I, you know, what would be my methods to to evangelize um, to these people? Uh, and I think you know, first thing that came to mind was. 
well, that's the missing link is the mm-hmm. link linking the Old and New Testament together, mm-hmm. um, showing them how it points to Christ. You know, they already believe in Jesus mm. as a prophet. Right. You know, right. so right. you know they just don't believe he's the Son of God. Right. Um, yeah. So that's kind of. That's kind of where I am with yeah. it right now. Um, yeah, I actually forgot that one of the passages I sent to him was Isaiah 61, which is what Jesus recites, uh, the spirit of the living God is upon me to preach good news mm-hmm. to the poor and to give to those who are in mourning uh, a crown of glory instead of ash of despair, ashes, crown of glory instead of ashes, glory... Uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing, but it talks about like you're in a suffering place and I've come to give you beauty instead of ashes, you know, hope instead of despair. And I was like, this is a perfect passage coming out of the mouth of an Old Testament prophet. Mm -hmm. But if we get to have that next step conversation... I can go right to Jesus from oh, there easily. because Jesus said this at the beginning of his ministry right. and this is what he meant, right? And yeah, I mean, the Jewish people have been through all kinds of suffering and I, I do find, Christian or not, people that have been through suffering tend to be deeper and more thoughtful and more open to to hearing mm-hmm. um, about, you know, I mean, sometimes they can be more bitter and that... That would be a whole different thing, but they they can also be open to um, hearing more about right. God and more about hope and and you know be eager for something. And Jesus is that you mm-hmm. know. So I I guess what tied to specifically our podcast, you know, the relationship evangelism, all these positions you can come from. You could be pro Israel, pro. Palestine, pro, you know, Hamas or whatever, and but a relationship, you know, hearing the person out, asking them questions, all the steps we've talked about and every right. every other guest on the podcast has been through, that cuts through and you get to actually get in the skin of that person, listen to them, understand where they're coming from, and then ask God for the next question, the next mm-hmm. step. And the relationship can build from there and you can get beyond which side are you on to caring about them? So I'm like really practically thinking, I mean, what, in a church of 200 and some people, there have got to be relationships with people that are personally touched by this, whether they're Israelites or, you know, Jewish people or or Muslims or whatever. There's got to be relationship opportunities coming out of something so tragic as this. So that's kind of what I was thinking is is the opportunity we can sort of toss to living mm-hmm. hope to bring something good out of this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, uh, and, you know, um, I, I don't know of any off the top of my head, but uh, uh, if there's, you know, um, friends of, friends or or whomever of people who are attending our church if they know Mm -hmm. and can reach out Mm -hmm. uh you know there may be those opportunities as well um absolutely uh, i mean you i'll say you are blessed with the opportunity of your coworker. yeah you know because uh um yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting opportunity right there. Right. Um, and then right. the fact that he wrote this letter. 
Right. Uh, and I, I bet that letter is pretty common yeah. as far as what he's saying is pretty common amongst the, the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I probably wouldn't even go into that. You know, like you can go down the one road of which history do you believe in or which side do you take? Or you can go down the personal road of how this is affecting him and spiritually, how do you, you know, how's God involved in this for you? You know, I'm as a Jewish person, I'm mm-hmm. sure they're every Saturday, you know, they're in synagogue. And so you can sort of like tie it to their heart right? as opposed to tying it to like the, the side of the issue that they're on and, and get further down the road. And I really think we have the opportunity to do that in the gospel and, um, yeah, yeah. Just care for people personally instead of just being part of the mobs that are just yelling on one side or the other, you know? Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be everywhere. It's so loud Mm, right now. It is. Unfortunately, it's, uh, yeah. Um, one thing I thought of, um, uh, a while this is pre living hope as far as a man and I we, we mm. attended a church uh, Grace Community Church in Kingsville hmm. okay um, we went there for quite a quite a while uh, well we had an opportunity of course we had small groups as well we had an opportunity to um, join or uh, basically we had a, a messianic Jewish mm. small group um, hmm. come to our small group uh, and basically, uh, basically, you know, they, they, they believe the same thing we did, but they're right. coming from a different, you know, from a Jewish, Jewish much background. Jewish background. Oh, wow. Um, and that was interesting. I mean, there was a lot of tradition and stuff that we, like we actually blew the shofar oh, wow. um, and to, to start the, start, mm-hmm. to start the, uh, the, the group. Um, and I may be wrong about the church <laughs> or I can't remember. We, we attended so many churches before living, <laughs> living hope. So, but in any case, but, uh, yeah. So, so that, um, right there, uh, yeah. if, if, you know, those people could be introduced to that community, mm. they have the in and mm. they know what the, you know, they know, they know the Jewish tradition, the Jewish, right. um, way of life. And how they saw, you know, how did they actually find out about Christ? You right. Know? Um, it's always been an interesting question. It's yeah. like, you know, wh- wh- what, was the, what was the bridge that connected, mm. like, in, like we, I mean, you and I know the bridge. You sure. Know? But what was the bridge that actually was that, you know, aha moment to say, right. wow, Jesus is king, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah. And it's that. You know, whatever whatever they did or whatever they experienced, I think right. is key to to our you know uh, our Jewish friends. Right. That you know to to and and that's very yes. relational. You know, and yes, you're not you're not getting into the whose side you know what side are right. you on and blah blah blah. You know, we, we don't we want we don't want to go there. Yeah. Um. But you know. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that would be an interesting yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, even just being a student of people, you know, like you get to know somebody at work and they're into boating or, or something. And, and, and if you want to deepen that relationship, you, you might take an interest in learning about right. what they care about. Right? right. So if in this case they're Jewish, I think just looking it up, learning a little more about Jewish tradition and Jewish history and what is a Jew. I've even, 
Uh, I've even gone to services, you know, like in, in different different times and learned firsthand, you know, you're not like like cheating or if you just immerse yourself in understanding where the other person is coming oh, from. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like having a, a Jewish, Messianic Jew uh, come to a small group or getting to asking questions. I think there's a group called Jews for Jesus. Have mm-hmm. You ever heard of them? Yep. That like their heart is just to reach out to Jewish people and tell them that Jesus is the Messiah. Right. So if we spend some time, you know, looking at their material, like you said, to find like what worked for mm-hmm. other people and help us guide our prayers and then help us in whatever relationships we have. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for love and hope, the the foundations of the gospel, to guide our actions even in this season where mm-hmm. there's a lot of scary stuff going on. And that's what the gospel gives Christians. The mission of Christians is, you know, no matter what's going on right. around us, to be after salt and light people. And I think this is there's no different... Um, in a, in a way to meet people in their in their pain mm-hmm. and uh, like you know maybe wrap it around here just this this guy that I work with just expressed a lot of pain and listening to that pain and trying to hear his heart is a step towards Correct. him being willing to listen to me about how I deal with pain and how I get through struggles in life and obviously that leads to Jesus mm-hmm. so and that's your yeah. foot in the door you know yeah well, one one of the other things that um, that just came to mind um, for a while, like when I was leading, uh, I led a small group. Um, well, I led many small groups in our church, but even before then, at, at you know previous churches, um, I got into a um, what do you call it? A uh, I started getting into, into apologetics, like really heavy. Oh yeah. Um, one of the key things that I took away from all that study um, is. When and it's it's like kind of like I had said before, it's it's more difficult to evangelize to s- someone of a religion or faith mm-hmm. than it is to your average you know Joe. Right. Um, one of the takeaways that I got from all that is know the faith of the person you're mm. evangelizing to. Right. Um, and this applies to Muslim. This applies to Hindu. Yeah. It applies to you know the Jewish community as well. You right. know. So your your point about you know getting material from this these messianic Jews because they've been there done that you right. know I think that's key you know yeah. and and get to know I mean we're already um, we're half we as Christians are halfway there with knowing the Jew right. the Jewish faith now I will say there's a lot of tradition um, in in that as there is with Catholic faith, as there is with, I'm sure the Muslim faith, I don't know a whole right. lot about the Muslim faith, but, yeah. um, uh, knowing that and being able to get on their level and discuss, you know, mm. and that way they, you know, you can tie two and two together yeah. to, to, you know, to, to see, to see, and, and there's, there's some common ground. Yeah. Um, and that, that helps build relationships as well. Well, even one specific living hope thing is I've, I've said, and I think a lot of people have said, that Tim does a great job choosing Old Testament books to yes. study. So we right. spend a lot of time, probably over the last 10 years, half those years, sermons have been on the Old Testament. Right. So we're not, we're looking at the same scriptures and 
drawing uh, some of the same conclusions about who God is and what God intended for his people. And, and then just seeing that, I think you already said, like a, the missing link mm-hmm. is Jesus. So we can track with them up to a certain point, which is what relationship is about, like connecting with a person, and then say, but we also see this next thing that, you know, when it talks about a suffering servant or it talks about uh, one in Genesis 3, it's already talking about one that will bruise the head of Satan. Mm -hmm. Like we can say, we know where this leads. Uh, What do you think? You know, and and have those kind of discussions. So yeah, I certainly would hope and pray that in our church of our size, that first step is just sending them a text or, yeah. or an email saying, I'm thinking about you right now. Yeah. I know this must be hard. Yeah. For, it's about connection. Through. Make yeah. that connection. Absolutely. So, simple. Yep. Absolutely. We would, yeah. Yep. I'd love to hear people sharing mm-hmm. back with us that they have, you know, right. taken those steps because of this going on right now. Absolutely. So. so living hope, this concludes this week's episode. Please join me in prayer. Father God, we come before you with heavy hearts. We are deeply concerned about the ongoing conflicts in the Middle East, particularly in Israel and the surrounding regions. We lift our voices in prayer for peace, protection, and a desire for spiritual connection among all those affected by the strife. First, we pray for the courageous men and women serving in our armed forces, deployed in the midst of these conflict zones. Lord, we ask for your divine protection to encircle them, shielding them from physical and emotional harm. May they be guided by your wisdom, courage, and strength as they carry out their duties, comfort and support for their families who anxiously await their safe return. We also pray for the people of Israel and the nations affected by these conflicts. May your hand of protection be upon them, and may your peace descend upon their troubled lands. Lord, we ask that you bring an end to the violence and suffering, and to guide the leaders and diplomats towards reconciliation and lasting peace. Furthermore, we pray for the spiritual well-being of all the people in this region and around the world. May your light shine upon the heart of believers, drawing them closer to you, and may ignite a desire for peace, unity, and understanding. We pray for the hearts of unbelievers that they may come to accept you as the one true God, the source of love, peace, and hope. In this moment, we ask for unity and empathy amongst nations and individuals. May the message of your love and grace transcend boundaries and divisions, Encourage believers and unbelievers alike to seek your presence and find common ground. As we conclude this podcast, may the prayers we've offered today inspire actions that promote peace, spiritual growth, and understanding, especially in the Middle East. May your presence be found in the lives of all believers and unbelievers alike. We offer this prayer in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and in the hope that your peace and love will prevail in these troubled lands and throughout the world. 